Metro Morning Mondays. Monday, Monday. Good morning, people. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Intro morning, morning. Mondays. Intro morning Mondays. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Intro morning Mondays. Intro morning Mondays. Intro morning Mondays. Woo! It's cold today. 39 degrees. Cloudy. Why not? Let the people know I'm online. I'm hitting y'all up. See what's good. See what's going on. It's intro morning Mondays. Every Monday. Motivational Monday. Pushing people forward. Getting everybody excited. Start the week off right. I'm here. Doing what I do. Trying to motivate the people. You heard? What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. I know I'm starting off a little late this morning. I apologize. I just left a session with my son. But family is first. But I've been up since six. Uh, intro morning Monday. Today. Monday, We are. I'm talking about due diligence. Due diligence is the word of the day. My definition of it is to do your research, your study of anything that you're trying to accomplish, master, or complete. And my example for today, I'm going to take it in the, in the um, example of real estate. Because I've been focusing more on real estate more than ever. Uh, focusing on buying a couple properties this year and opening up my first barbershop for 2020. So, with that said, you gotta do your due diligence. You gotta do your studies. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta prepare yourself and do your research so that everything will be on the up and up and you can get things done properly. So, I was gonna have have one of my um, good colleagues on today to speak to you about that, but unfortunately, he got some other things they gotta do today. And that's cool. Um, I was also trying to get NYC Realtor to get online to do her definition, but it don't matter. We're going to still rock out, like always. So, doing your studies, learning, and getting information that you need to get these things accomplished, to get these things mastered, and to get these things um, successfully completed. And when it comes to you having to if you want to buy real estate, whatever it may be, even an investment property, the first thing you got to do is take care of yourself. You got to take care of your your um, credit. Make sure that everything is where how it's supposed to be, so that when you go to the to the to the mortgage or the when you go to the bankers or the bank to try to get a loan, everything is how it's supposed to be. Um, so that's the first thing. My wife is a licensed realtor, and the stories that I get from her about the people that's that's coming on to want to buy a property, people's stomachs is bigger than their eyes, right? Or their eyes is bigger than their stomachs, and they want to focus on that. Oh, I want to buy a house, and then they try to go and do that, and then they go see a house, and they want to put an offer in without even beginning a pre-approval, and then you looking like, what am I doing? So you got to do your due diligence. You got to make sure that you're focusing on what needs to be done 
so that things will go smoothly without a hiccup. Let me try to get NYC Realtor on here. Let me see. Okay, let's see if she going. Accept that. I just sent her that. So, yeah. So, let's just focus on what you need to be focusing on to get things accomplished. I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Um, Intro Morning Mondays is my motive, is my positive vibes being pushed out to the atmosphere of all my people, all my followers, all my people that's on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I put these things on all those um, outlets and also on SoundCloud for the audio. I just like to get on here and just do my talk. I like when people interact and get back at me. Um, well, let's get focused. 2019, we still moving forward. We still getting things done. I like how the way things is going. I see a lot of progression in, in, in like all the fields that I pay attention to. Um, and I like to say that I got people in my corner that want to see me succeed in anything that I do. I got uh, my man Kazo, Zomega from Barber World TV, He's pushing me to become a better videographer, a video editor. He's pushing me in the right direction. And sometimes, all the time, we need that. You may think, dag, why are they doing this? Dag, why are they doing that? But they're actually doing it to better you. And you need people like that that's going to tell you where your, where your, um, what kind of problems you have and how you're going to get it to be successfully um, fixed. Yeah, what up, boy? Um, you know, so to have people in your corner that's going to see the good and the bad and help you with, with your flaws is a, is a plus. That's what you need. That's what we all need. We only know yes men in our corner that's just going to tell us, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. And it's not really working for us. It's not really working in the form that you needed to work. You know what I'm saying? What's up, brother? And um, I'm just happy to have people in my corner. And because of that, I, I take the time out to learn more. So normally I would do my, I do a small research and this and that. But now with... The, the push that I'm getting from from, the, from my peers and the people around me, I'm focusing more. I'm trying to horn in on what I need to master. And I'm really focusing on these things a thousand percent. And I say that because I want everybody to focus on whatever they trying to get done. Focus on it. Don't just take a little bit of time and just, and just do a little bit. Do as much as you can. I feel here was popping. Hello, good morning. Do as much as you can to succeed. Now, I was talking about the real estate thing because you know I learned. I've been listening to a lot of motivational speakers, a lot of people of influence that've been making a lot of money with their different streams of income, and I'm focusing on that. I know I need. There's no way in hell that I'm going to be cutting hair when I'm 50 years old. There's no way in hell that I plan to be doing that. I love cutting hair. I love what I do. But I want to be the type of barber that has a franchise of shops open. Or or I could team up with already a franchising uh, establishment that's already up and running. I want to have my 10 streams of incomes. I want to have my, my, um, my investment properties. I want to have my barber shops. And I want to be able to live a comfortable life. That I know that I deserve and my family does they definitely deserve. And there's no way that you can definitely um have a comfortable life just by doing your craft for the rest of your life until you die. And I say that because I, because 
you know, a lot of people don't see what the industry really have to offer, you know? Case in point, you, you may be a videographer and you do a lot of commercials and you do a lot of advertisements and and uh you and you appreciate that and you and you love it. But what are you doing to to um preserve your spot for when it's time for you to hang up your camera or hang up your cleats or hang up your clippers? What are you doing that's gonna get you in a position so that you can live the rest of your life once it's the retirement age comfortably? I spoke to somebody yesterday, she was saying that her mother had retired from being a nurse then she had to take on a part-time job working two days a week because she couldn't afford to pay all her bills with her pension and you think to yourself what kind of life is that that you live to be 60 something years old you done grinded so hard you done took all this time hard earned um, hard hard time effort sweat and tears into to, into your profession and now it's time for you to really retire at the age that America or the or the or the country say that you can retire and get a pension and you still can't relax. You gotta work two days a week. So if her mother would have did her due diligence fifty let me say thirty years ago she would be in a better position now. I'm not saying everybody got to do what everybody do. There's workers and there's owners, there's bosses and there's employees. And a lot of I was listening to this to the um, interview with Damon Dash on a Breakfast Club, and he was talking to DJ Envy. He was saying, "You're not a boss when you work for somebody, and if you're teaching your children." To be the same way, then you're not a boss. I don't, I don't, I honestly agree with that 100%. You can be a boss in a different kind of way. You can't just be a worker and think that you are, I mean, you could be a boss and still be a worker. If you're a boss in what your craft is, DJ Envy is a DJ. If he has his own entertainment company, where he hires other DJs and then they open up for him and then he comes in and he does and then he come in the middle and play and he has a closing DJ then he's actually the boss because he's the one that's orchestrating it he's the one that's setting it up and he's the one that's getting the top pay so there's different meanings of being a boss now you could be a boss let me ask you a question are you a boss if you own a company, but you gotta go to a bank to get a loan, because in most people' um, opinions, a boss is a person that uses their own money to orchestrate things the way that they want to do it, so that they don't have to ask or or or, or have the answer to no one. So if you own if you own your own business, but you owe money to a bank. Who's really your boss? Who's the boss? That's what I want to know. Who's the boss? Are you really the boss when you owe money to a bank? Because if you owe money to a bank, then you're really not the boss. That's my, but that's my own opinion. So you can be a boss if you moving like how a boss move. 
And I say that because I, I look at a lot of different things in the way people move. And am I a boss now that I, that I rent a chair in a shop? I'm a boss for my space. <clears throat> the shop owner doesn't pay me to be there. I pay him for me to be there. So, I'm my own boss because I pay him. He doesn't pay me. Right? If he's paying me, then he's my boss. So I'm I have the boss like qualities and that's the step to become a full boss when you own your own establishment, right? So I'm learning to be a boss because one, I'm paying for the overhead, which is my booth rent. I'm paying, which would be if you think about it on a bigger scale, I'm paying my shop rent, right? I'm paying my shop rent to have this establishment and I'm providing a service. My service I'm doing it as a boss. I mean, you still have the borrow starting up unless you, so so my man Crazy H28 said, I mean, you still have the borrow starting up unless you have startup money. Like Dash said, if you work for someone, you're not a boss. I definitely agree that. But I but I also disagree when you could be a boss. You could be a boss in your own right if you're moving like a boss. You could be a boss. So then you could be a boss. If you moving like a boss and you doing what bosses do and you and, and you and you um and you hold yourself accountable, then, then you could definitely be a boss. But I definitely I I definitely understand what you're saying about if you if you borrow money for the startup. And, 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 and that's exactly what I was talking about. If you borrow money, then are you really a boss? You know what I'm saying? So we need to do our due diligence on do, getting our research for whatever we're trying to do. If you're trying to become a master barber, you gotta you gotta know what the steps are. If you're trying to become a lawyer, you gotta know what you gotta do to become a lawyer. What school you need to go to. Before you get accepted to a good law school, and then what, what's the steps you're gonna have to do after that? Whatever you try to do in life, you gotta do your research. If you if you're trying to get your credit right, you gotta do your research. If you try to buy a car, you gotta do your research. A lot of people, when they go purchase a vehicle, they go to the first dealership that that they see or that's close to them or that sends them something something in the mail, and then when they get there, they think they're getting the best deal. The person that's selling you that vehicle only cares about getting their commission. They don't care about nothing else. And once you sign on that dotted line for that contract, that's it. They're gonna put you. They're gonna put your file in the folder. They're gonna put your contract in the folder and go on to the next. And the majority of the time, they ain't really give you no deal. If you feel like you left out of there robbed, you ain't really got no deal. So we got to do our research. Case in point, when I bought this vehicle that, that, that I'm driving right now, this um, 2015 Kia, I went there because I saw the advertisement online. I think like like it was like from the other places that I've seen, it was like three thousand dollars less, right? So I go there because I see the deal for that price. And when I'm talking to the manager, the finance, the um. 
the uh, the manager of the dealership because he's the one that's gonna he's the he's the writer of the contract. He's the one that's gonna be talking to the banks, right? Oh, uh, worst feeling ever when you gotta pee and you driving. What? What are you talking about, dog? Worst feeling when you gotta pee when you driving. Who talking about peeing? I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, let me go back to what I was talking about, because you just had me laugh, right? So, I went to the manager, I'm speaking to the manager about the price that I've seen online. The price that I've seen online was was not the same price that they were trying to sell a car for at the dealership. So I'm like, yo, listen, you already write up this contract, the price that's online, and then, 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 then I go on the website, and I'm showing him. Same vehicle, same specs, same color, same VIN number. And he's trying to tell me that the price of the vehicle is different. So, why you advertising this car for that price? Oh, you, mind you, it was like it was like it was like two thousand dollars more than what they wanted. So I'm like, y'all gonna honor that deal? Cause I screenshotted and everything. Y'all gonna honor that? And he was like, uh. Um, no. And I'm like, no. Why are you not going to honor that? You got to honor that. So we go back and forth. He, he, he found some way to bring down the price for the initial agreement. But then after reading it later on, I'm like, he ain't take off nothing. Doing our research. Just know that. First dealership that you go to, you ain't gotta sign nothing. Just go in there, waste all the time you want with them. If you're not comfortable with signing, mind you, you're gonna be spending three to four to five, six hundred dollars a month on top of insurance for that vehicle. And the person that sold that vehicle may have quit. Uh, really don't care because you're on to the next one. And that's crazy. I've seen Shape Us free on Mondays. That. No, there's nothing in life for free, my man. <laughs> nothing in life is free. Um, I learned a long time ago that your time and your craft is more important than something that's free. And I could give a person something for free, right? I could, I, I could give you a free income. Actually. I gave somebody a free haircut to reshape up on Saturday, right? And one, because he was a modest dude. I like his vibe. Come in the shop all the time. And he came to sit in my chair. I was feeling good. I had a great day. So I was like, you know what? Let me honor him. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't ask for no discount or nothing. I was like, while I was cutting his hair and, and he was vibing, I had a good day, I made, I, I, I passed my quota of how much money I need to make for the day, and I said, me sowing this seed, like I've been talking, sowing this seed into this person, the knowledge and the information and the, and the good vibes that he gave me was more um, compensating than him giving me $12 for a shaper. And then, on top of that, he went and bought me some food. He said, what you want to eat, man? I see, like, he was in the shop for a few hours, chilling with us, he see me working, I'm like, yo, I'm hungry. Yo, what you want to eat? I said, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go home, but he said, yo, what you want to eat? I said, yo, whatever you're going to eat right now. He said, yo, I'm going to go to the fish house. What you want? I said, yo, just give me a chicken sandwich. See, so 
Nothing in life is free, but gratitude, appreciation, and respect goes a long way. And, and, and that's how I hold that. I don't even do free haircuts for um, birthdays and stuff like that. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna schedule a service, and I and if you're a platinum customer, I got I got I got silver, gold, and platinum. And if you're a platinum customer, meaning you've been rocking with me for a few years, you have sold it to me to see to have me grow as a barber. Then on your birthday or something. I got you. You may get a facial. I may give you a hot oil treatment. Something. Something that's going to make you feel good for your birthday. One, because I appreciate you, but I still need to make my money for the day. I still need to make my quota. And if I'm giving free haircuts, then that doesn't, that doesn't do anything to keep me out of the rain, right? So, I need to focus on that. Two, the customer's going to appreciate you more by giving them a little extra without being asked. So when somebody book me for a cut and it's a birthday week, because you know, on my app you can put your birthday and then I know. And then I got a calendar with all my customers' birthdays also. So when it's a birthday, they come in, I may throw a facial. I may throw a quick little face scrub, exfoliation, throw a little black mask on them. You know what I'm saying? Something to make them feel good, have them get ready. Then they get that hairline enhancement anyway. The line is looking crazy sharp, and they good money. But I do that because I respect people, and I don't really do it for the money. And I still need to get my money. You know what I'm saying? So I do a little extra. Everybody get extra anyway. Anybody that's sitting in my chair get extra. It's never a dull experience when you come to my chair. So I appreciate what I do. But back to what we talk about diligence, focus on learning, getting information, being on the right track. And stay in focus. Still doing positive vibes only. I've been cutting down so much negativity and I've been focusing on pushing that towards other people this year. It is so crazy how people are resonating from it and they're saying the same thing. Yo, that positive vibe only is what we do. So I, one of my good friends called me the other night. He's always in the same funk, right, about his job. Normally, I try to get him off the phone, but sometimes somebody may need a vent. They might need a vent, and you can't always. Let me drive while I'm talking to y'all. Sometimes somebody needs a vent, right? You don't never know what they're going through. They could have some kind of mental breakdown. They could be so stressed that they want to, uh, you know, they want to do some bodily harm to somebody at work, to themselves. They want to just get this frustration out. And if a person is calling you for whatever reason, I know I say no negativity, but there's a way to conduct the conversation to get people out of that funk and to get them back on the right path and in a clear mindset. And I say that, I say that because we need to start helping each other out. Now, he called me, he called me, uh, yeah, man, I was trying to get that, that, I was trying to get you on a live to just get your input, yeah, send me a request, um, he had called me to talk about his job, and I'm like, yo, I let him grieve for like two, three minutes, but I'm at work, 
somebody put that negativity in me, it messes my flow up, and I don't really want that at work. That's why I normally don't even answer those phone calls. But he was talking to me about how work was going. He was upset. He needs to vent. I'm normally the one that he could just call, and then I could just listen, right? So I'm like, okay, tell me what's going on. And and um, he was venting hard, man. Oh, I hate my job. I said, yo, listen. You've been talking the same thing. Y'all, what up, yo, boy? Yeah. What up, man? What's good? You all right? Yo, I'm I'm chilling, man. 2019, positive vibes, man. Positive vibes only, my man. I see that line is looking sharp, baby. What's good? You know, you know what time it is, man. See the 360 all day. I see you need to throw that do rag back on again. Oh, I see it. Ooh, that's that A coming in there. Yo, what you been up to, man? What's up? Yo, I'm listening to what you're saying, man, and don't get me wrong, I agree with you 100%. But, uh-huh. like you said, like how Damon Dad said on that on our Breakfast Club, he said, yo, you can't, and it's fact, you cannot be a boss if you work for somebody. I understand what you said, but you got to understand, too, if you're collecting a paycheck from somebody, someone's establishment, someone that's already a boss over you, you cannot call yourself a boss. You're a boss in the fact how you said it, that, you know what I'm saying, you got to pay them, you know, in your your industry, you got to pay your boss what you do, you know what I'm saying, for your craft. I understand that too, but you, essentially, you're still not a boss until you get out out of that mentality where it's, I'm coming in when I want to come in, you trade your time for money, you know what I'm saying? You walk into your own shop and you got other people working for you where they paying you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. You can never be a boss unless you got those keys to that building, that shop, that that mechanic, that 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 garage, whatever. Until you got those keys for yourself and you can get let other people in and make money for you, your establishment, then you ain't a boss, yo. Yeah, yo. You are you 100% right. I'm saying uh, if you got the boss mentality, Rome wasn't built in a day. So if you step in on the right steps to elevate yourself to get there, then yeah. But uh, yes, again, if you if you even if you own something and you go get a loan, you got because you wanna you wanna debate. As long as you got an answer to somebody, then you got a boss. As of course. As long as you owe somebody money, then you're not a boss. You know what I'm saying? True. Because True. They have that boss mentality from from the rip. Start off with the boss mentality. Like there's a person I follow by the name of uh, Tyree Jackson, and he say that if you take the if you take the initiative to do things that other people wouldn't do. Like case in point, I would like to be the the, uh, the shop manager, right? To manage the shop properly so that the owner doesn't have to stress it. But I know that it wouldn't be functional and feasible for me to do it on the way that they do. So I just play my position, keep my area right. But I still take okay. the initiative to do things that a manager would do, you know what I'm saying? To make the establishment better, to bring them around up and to keep people wanting to come in. So that when I go into my own establishment, I still got that same mentality to greet people at the door, to make sure that everybody's comfortable, to make sure that that that, that the atmosphere is right, and that's and those are just steps that you take to become somebody that to to, to become somebody that you want to be, 
and to have something that you really want. You feel what I'm saying? You're right. You're, right. You're definitely right. To be a boss in your own way. Yeah. You have to take those steps. I haven't seen that. What up, Just DJ Santa? Like, what up, boy? Just like if you want to be a homeowner, right? Before you could be a homeowner, you need to be a good tenant. You keep you keep that apartment right. You clear up around the area. You pay your bills on time. So that when it's time for you to take that leap to buy your own crib, then you know you got to be responsible with the bills. You got to keep the upkeep of the property. And then you good like that. So that when you got, you already got the mentality. And we don't got the mentality to do that. But do we jump in? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Everything takes steps, man. Everything takes steps. And like I'm a homeowner. I got uh, I got properties that rent out. You know what I'm saying? And the steps that I took was more, you know what I'm saying, learning patience and understanding that they were and let me say patience and responsibility. So you gotta take responsibilities for, for everything you do. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I started off renting myself. You know, to a point where I was like, no, I was tired of renting. I was like, no, it's not mine at the end of the day. I could do five years, I could do 10 years, I could do 15, but it's not mine at the end of the day. We like that because it doesn't give us the, how, how would I say? It doesn't, it doesn't uh, hold us in the one place where, you know, a, a contract does. You know what I'm saying? So you rent, you can rent, and you can always, at the end of your contract, you can always, boom, all right, I'm out of here. I can go to the next spot. But at the end of the day, it's not true. So I, I learned that early, like, you know what? I want something that's mine. Even if I do leave, I could rent it to somebody else and still collect on it. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much what I'm doing, but that's still little. I'm, I'm still trying to get to the next level where I have like five, 10 properties. So I don't gotta be working, going crazy, working full time, 40 hours a day, when I can have other people doing it for me. Fact. You know what I'm saying? What's my mentality right now? Yo, listen. That's the movement, my man. I met so many people working at the airport that's buying so like they buying multi uh what is it called multi unit properties that they don't even gotta worry about even coming to work. You know what I'm saying? But they mm -hmm. somebody has to give them that 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 uh foresight to know that that's what they want to do, and then it just goes to the next person. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm looking at it. Philly right now, from what I've been informed, Philly is where it's at to buy property. Philly and Baltimore, um, you got Delaware and you got Detroit. If you look at the, the um, 10 year, 20 year plan for the for that whole for that whole state, it's building up and they shifting it. Of course, they doing a lot of moving the black people out making the areas better but those are the steps right there those are the states that's gonna be that and you can get a good property for thirty thousand forty thousand see and that's the move man as black people we don't like taking risks you know what i'm saying and and uh people don't they don't see that they have potential we we own the largest what they say we own the largest shopping uh, uh percentages out there man and if we would just individuals even just individuals come together you know what i'm saying and yo we want to own it we want to do this our community to be so different man it's policing uh politics all that stuff we could have we can make differences in it you know what i'm saying but we don't take risks man that's the problem we don't take risks and as a black as a black nation if we if we took a little bit of risk we told our kids 
that they they don't they don't have to be afraid to to you know what I'm saying to own instead of having to work for it. They could own early on, then they could actually do what we couldn't do if our time was up. You know what I'm saying? But it's just what it is. It's, it's what it is, man. We had to change that 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 mentality. We had to change that shit from from the kids, man. That's it's just what it is. Man. But you know what? Since since you know that, Baker, what up, man? Since since you know that, and everybody that you know, you should be informing them. Cause I was informed we had a a, a financial real estate session at the barber shop, and that. You can listen to that whole audio on SoundCloud. Just type in TDB Media. And I had a financial advisor and a financial manager come on and speak about that. And he spoke about some things that I don't think nobody would think about. He talked about getting your children situated now so that they don't got to worry about it later. You can have your child body first property at 18 years old. And we never, like, uh, a lot of us never thought about it right but a lot of people parents back in the day would um put their kids name for the light bill right then when they came to turn 15 16 17 and they try to get get their first credit card and they like yo i ain't never had no carnet bill i ain't never had my name with no carnet because mom couldn't keep up with that carnet bill they cut it off she had to put the lights in somebody else's name or she's gonna put it in her next begin so if we would have, if, if we took that same mentality of putting our kids' names on bills now, that we are, are, are responsible, like you said, being responsible individuals, you could put your kid name on your, on your cell phone or on your credit card, and then you paying that thing off right. So by the time they turn 16, 17, 18, their credit is established. They ain't got to worry about getting on Macy's credit card. Go straight to a discover or a mastercard. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. No, we don't do it right like that in the black community. That's the mentality you know, that we have now. It's 2019, man. I, me, I can only speak for myself. I'm not no. trying to, like you said earlier, I'm not trying to do this work for somebody else game until I'm I'm retired. You know what I'm saying? And I still got to worry about working at a Walmart at 70 years old as a dog greeter just to you know have a purpose i don't do that i'm trying to at my point at my age right now what i'm trying to do i'm trying to build this empire for my kids i want them to have it easy because i didn't have it easy as much as it might have looked like it i didn't have it easy and for me to leave queens and be up in connecticut right now i'm trying to make moves to get better man i'm trying to rock this damn real estate shit hard man doing a whole bunch of shit you know i need help but, you know, at the end of the day, I wish I had a little bit of help or family or whatever to help me. But sometimes you got to put that grind in so people can see you and never plan. Of course. And it don't got to be family as blood. It could be somebody that's close to you as friends. As long as you got a tight circle. Like I tried to come to my man a few years ago about a business proposition. And, you know, at the time, everybody was scared. You know what I'm saying? So he, so he didn't want to rock with it. And it ain't work out, but if we would have just took our time and focused on that then, imagine where we would have been financially now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, just, you gotta find the right people that's on the same page as you, 
and move like that. If you want to buy property, you get your, you get your credit up, and you got some people that work with you that you can really trust. Build an LLC, and if you got money and they got money and they got good credit, it ain't all about the money. As long as you got good credit and you can put down a couple thousand, then you can make a lot of moves. Y'all can really make moves in New York. You can never go hungry if you live in New York, man. I remember living in Queens, man. And yo, you can never go hungry in New York, man. Let me tell you like that, yo. But you gotta have like-minded people on your side, like you said. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take risks, man. You can't sit there and say, yeah, I'm gonna do it, and you procrastinate. Then, you know, it's excuses. Or somebody, you know, I say, oh, I don't know if this is gonna work. When you have that doubt in your mind, you will never succeed, man. If you have that doubt in your mind, you will never succeed. You gonna fail. You have to fail in order to succeed, though. So you gotta keep pushing, pushing, pushing. You gonna fail a few times, but you, you through those failures, you learn how to readjust and get back on your feet and pop up, man. But people don't. People get so scared, man. People get real scared. You can't, man. I, I'm on a new movement. I've been reading this dude's uh, Dr. Umar. I think his name is his book, and he Umar talks. Johnson? He's really cool, black, huh? Dr. Umar Johnson. I hear you. You talking about Dr. Umar Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Umar Johnson. Yeah, exactly, man. He you gotta read his book, man. He talks a lot about he's pro-black he talks a lot a lot about what black people go through the struggles and you know you know as to everything me and you were just talking about you know what i'm saying businesses only thing you know uh, uh whatever's going on in social media in the world right now and pretty much as black people we don't want to look at the next level we 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 kind of like we get to a level where we feel like we satisfied and we we just ride that wave we ride that way, man. You can't. As black people, we, we, yo, they said we have the highest percentage of anyone as far as financial. We have the highest, yo. But what do we do about it? What do we do with it? We, we shop with it. We buy food with it. But we don't own things. We don't own nothing with it. That's the crazy part, yo. We have financial wealth, but we don't own nothing with it. Look at Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? That's one black state that you can sit there and be like, damn, there's really black people doing it out there, man. Have a few people check out Atlanta. You'd be like, damn. But on the flip side, yeah, they're not, it's majority doing it and they, they come up, but not everybody. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but us as a whole right now, we, we, we don't we do not do it. We don't do it. We, we, we steady at that level where we are comfortable and we are scared to go to the next level. That's a that's problem. problem. When you get a nice apartment and you drive a nice vehicle and you get a couple dollars in the bank and you get comfortable. But when you get comfortable, then you stay stagnant. And being stagnant doesn't help you increase your income, increase your capability. It just keeps you comfortable. Sometimes you got to be uncomfortable to get to where you really need to be. You know what I'm saying? That's why you can't get too comfortable. You feel me? Yo, I want you to think and listen to the Breakfast Club interview with Killer Mike. It's like two hours long, God. But Killer Mike, he um, he gonna he gonna spark some interest in you. He, he, he talking about the black people and uplifting the the black dollar and bringing people together, man. It's like it's like so empowering, yo. 
Killer Mike on a Breakfast Club. Came out like two weeks ago. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. My brother, it was good talking to you, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I got to get ready to get up, up, go to upstate right now. I got to work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to work for the boss. <laughs> be safe, my man. You know yeah, what I'm of saying? course. No. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for always being supportive, and I love you, bro. Be good, be safe, be well, you heard? Appreciate it, man. Same here. All right, All right kid. Walk. All right, man. So yeah, y'all, man, I appreciate all y'all tuning in, man, like, it's mad love, intro morning Mondays, it's for the people, so whatever you see, make sure you hit the notification on my Terror the Barber page, so you can be notified when I go live on Mondays, it's normally anywhere from 10 to 11 o'clock, you know, I'm, I've been trying to start up at earlier than that to get the blood flowing early in the morning, but I'm working on things for the family, so... I had to push back the intro morning Mondays to then the intro morning to intro afternoon <laughs> Mondays. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Let me just see what kind of comments was, was in the group today. We come up on, on go to school, to college, and work for someone else and make them rich. That was, that was said by DJ Phantom. That's a fact. Now we can teach the next generation to be entrepreneurs. That's also a fact. That's what Phantom said. Let me see what else we got. Uh, Phantom was talking about they they building up Philly crazy in Detroit. That's also a fact. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Detroit, Michigan, you know, Flint and stuff like that is the whole water problem. So a lot of black people was moving out of there if they could because of that. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of black people have internal problems because of that, and they don't even know that they have. Children drinking those, you know, the leaded water. People getting sick, not knowing that the water was contaminated for years. And then, you know, that's just a health issue. And in my eyes, they try to, they they try to uh, do population control by secretly doing things like that. That's why I don't even drink spring water. I mean, I don't even drink public water. I, I don't drink um what of the faucet. I only drink spring water. Even though I don't know where the spring water is coming from. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, I, I'm not making my own water. I'm not taking rainwater and filtrating and um, filtration and having a filtration system. But and and in my eyes, it's safer. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a scientist. I don't know. But we need to do better. And they do these things to push the to push to, to push the black people out of these areas where they know they're going to get banged for the buck. They want to push you out of these areas to bring the other people in. And this is not a racial thing, but they trying to get rid of the black dollar. And we doing it. We shopping. We buying all this bull crap that, that's only going to make us feel good for the moment. And then we broke. Christmas time, everybody go crazy. We go crazy Christmas time. For what? Your children is either going to love you regardless. They're going to love you regardless. If you feel like you got to go Christmas shopping just to make your kids happy, I met a few people, a few of my customers don't even celebrate Christmas. Jewish kids don't celebrate Christmas. And I say, how do you cope with Christmas? Now look at my head. How do you cope with Christmas? Uh, 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 um, you're not getting gifts on Christmas. And they like, it's just in my family that we don't celebrate Christmas, so it really doesn't affect me. 
it doesn't affect them. So, let's save our money, take care of our children all year long, which I know the majority of you guys are doing anyway, and um, there's no reason why this should be a problem. Trish, I totally forgot I was going to be shooting a video with you. That's why I needed to be with you. I came all the way home, and I'm not coming back over there. I totally forgot.